0: Percy, have you noticed that there are more and more documentaries on TV lately? Why do you think that's so? You know, in fact, I have, Wayne, and I love documentaries. My wife uh, teases me because I'll
1: sit up all night and watch documentaries. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I, I, yeah, but I think the reasons, you know, for this is that documentaries basically are all about storytelling, right? You know, uh, and getting behind the scenes to give insight and nuance to compelling stories about people, places, and things. And so with that being said, I think we should have a discussion today about the power
0: of storytelling. Well, we have our own mini-documentary today. We're going to hear from a young woman who survived cancer and decided to write her story about that journey. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And I welcome you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McCray. Reverend McCray is Director of Underserved Communities, including Faith Communities at City of Hope, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Now, Percy, before we begin today, we here at Health, Hope, and Inspiration are excited to announce that City of Hope, one of the largest and most respected cancer research, treatment, and prevention organizations in the U.S., and its original sponsor and creator, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, CTCA, are now one. With more locations and more access to patients than ever before, City of Hope will continue to expand the faith-sensitive, compassionate care that has always characterized the CTCA model. With City of Hope, people of faith will still experience the same exceptional patient care, now with access to a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. And Percy McRae is our host here, as I said. And Percy, we're going to start by telling some stories here today, huh? You know, growing up, my mom used to tell me all
1: the time, she said, you know, the Lord don't like you when you tell stories. And so <laughs> that was her way of saying, don't don't be a liar. Well, but this, this is case, a true story. So <laughs> I don't think optim- even
0: your mom would object about what we're going to hear today. <laughs> that,
1: in this case, this is a true story and a compelling story yeah. uh, of a young woman who uh, basically uh, took her cancer experience and then wrote about it. She wrote a book. She wrote a workbook. Uh, she's got an app, uh, all sorts of wonderful Uh, insights and and nuggets around her path and her journey, almost from a daily to a weekly and a monthly basis of her start and finish and how she uh, became a cancer survivor. So very compelling
0: stuff. Yolanda Perry will be with us in a few moments, and it's not the first time she's been with us. This is actually part two, a, a revisit, if you will.
1: Well, she had so much to talk about, and I didn't want to try to cram everything into one segment. We wanted to hear her cancer journey first, obviously, Uh, But then she wanted to talk about uh, her book and and why she wrote it and what was motivating her. So, yeah, we're going to we heard from her about a month ago. and She's coming back to talk specifically about her book and some of the compelling stories in it.
0: All right. We'll get to that conversation in a few moments here on Health, Hope and Inspiration. I remind you that we're always open to your questions, your non-medical questions. Percy, we, we welcome those and they actually help us shape some of the topics we cover on the program.
1: They absolutely do. And they have in the past. So continue to reach out to us and let us know what you're thinking and feeling. And we love to hear from you as we continue to interact and engage with your thoughts around uh, topics that are meaningful to you on this platform.
0: All right, we're going to launch with Scripture in a moment, but I do remind you that we offer a featured resource each week. Of course, there are many resources at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, but our featured resource is Cancer, Symptoms, and Causes, and you can download that right now, put it to use, and learn from it, Cancer, Symptoms, and Causes, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, before we hear from Yolanda Perry, let's, uh, let's turn to God's Word.
1: Yeah, we're going to go to
0: Habakkuk. Uh, chapter two, verse two for our spiritual nugget.
1: And uh, this is a great scripture and it fits today's theme very well. And it reads as follows, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a hero may run with it. And that's exactly what uh, this young lady did. She took her revelation of what she learned mm-hmm. and what she gleaned from her experience. And then she turned around and she wrote it and put it in a written format that others could read and run with uh, some of the insights and revelations that she gained through her cancer experience.
0: You know, Health, Hope & Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope with locations in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona. City of Hope is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866 712 HOPE. City of Hope uses a patient centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Okay, recorded earlier, here's our host, Percy McRae, with our guest.
1: Hey, 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 this is Pastor P. I'm back with another compelling conversation. And I promised you that I was going to bring this young lady back, and I'm keeping my word because we got a lot to talk about. Her name, of course, is Yolanda Perry. You heard from her about a month ago, and she shared her story. She was diagnosed August 2016 uh, with early breast cancer. Uh, And she's now a five-year cancer survivor with no evidence of a disease. She's no longer actively treating. So she is celebrating life and she is declaring uh, that she is healed, whole and made well through the power of modern medicine and science, nutrition and her faith. And so she treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, now City of Hope, uh, where she received radiation therapy there. Uh, She also had surgery previously, uh and and when she came to cancer treatment centers of america and again now city of hope and if you want to hear that and in great detail understand her story from a medical perspective you need to go back and listen to that show uh that first show with yolanda perry but today we're going to talk about the fact that she has written a book and a workbook and she also has an informational app that has been designed based upon her renewed focus and purpose, as she stated and told us uh, on the first conversation, that this is her purpose now. This is the, her, the driving force of what she does as being a cancer survivor is encouraging, educating uh, and motivating women anywhere with cancer, uh, just as she was to believe and expect good things to happen to them. And so we're so excited to have her back on the show. How you doing, sister Yolanda? I am great. (laughs) Well, yes, you are. You are great. And so I and I I stand on the highest mountain to declare that today. You are a thriver. You are a survivor. And now you've decided to get in the front of the parade and say that I've got something to say about this conversation. And thus written a book called Save the Girls. Spell with a Z, I'll I'll let you guys figure out who the girls are or what the girls are, but G-I-R-L-Z, Save the Girls, and you can locate this book at SaveTheGirls.com, and the name of the book, again, is Save the Girls, Cancer Became a Victim of My Praise. She also has written a corresponding workbook. That goes along with that. Now, I'll uh, have Yolanda explain a little bit about what that is here in just a second, as well as an informational app. So, Yolanda, you've got this new purpose in life. You've decided that you're going to be a spokesperson on behalf of 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 cancer survivors. And uh, I tell you what, you qualify. You, you've been there. You've done that. You got the T-shirt to prove it. Let's talk a little bit about the motivation of why you wrote this book. What motivated you, and and what 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 really got you started on on drafting this book and putting it into play?
2: What actually happened as I was going through my process, I have um, a young lady, uh, one of my coach, she was my career coach and has became a dear sister of mine, mm-hmm. and I was going through my radiation treatment, and we was on the phone one evening after radiation, and she stated. You should write about your story. Mm. I was like, really? She <laughs> said, yes, because I was journal. And so I was like, okay. So because she encouraged me, mm-hmm. I began to write about my experience every day. And that became my book.
1: Yeah, and it's important because you're right. When I was reading through it, I noticed that the way that the, the format in which you wrote. You know, you the day, the uh, month, the day of the month, the year, and then you kind of subtitled it something. So you writ- you wrote it kind of like in a journal format. I noticed that and I was going to ask about that before we get into the content of the book. Um, let's talk a little bit. You also have an app that you've created. What is your app called? How can people find it? And what is on this app? What what's available to, for this app for people to utilize?
2: Okay, the app is packed with powerful content about breast breast awareness. Okay. So they can find out, uh, for an example, the tissue that makes up the breast. Okay, okay. Um, How to conduct a self-breast exam.
1: Super important.
2: Um, There's an icon about um, 12 signs of cancer that may be cancer. Okay. So it's very informative. In addition, there will be, say, girls' Zoom meetings, information, oh. events, and live streams. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. So this is really going to be a community engagement, you know, kind of a resource that people can engage with you. You can engage with them as well. Well, I want to encourage everyone, you know, this sounds like a great resource and uh, that that you can a- access. And you can get this app on on any of the app stores that that you know Google, Apple, etc. Correct.
2: Correct. Yes. Save the girls on app an Apple store and um, Google store as well.
1: Okay. So with that, let's get into the book a little bit because um, it's interesting to me. And you you the ca- the chapters that you have are uh, life without cancer, diagnosis, the process reflection and looking back the victory the word and life after cancer video links i'm just going to read an excerpt i think out of the chapter of diagnosis it's, it is some compelling information here i got to tell you and uh, one of the things i wanted to read was uh dated friday july 29 2016 good and bad news and and you said you you uh titled this first appointment canceled i arrived at Uh, so-and-so's doctor's office, and my appointment was canceled because the doctor was out of the office. While waiting for my primary doctor, I listened to um, CSM prayer line on my cell phone speaker. When I registered for my appointment, the doctor staff stated, we heard your prayer call. Please keep us in your prayers. I agreed. I alluded to this in our first uh, conversation that while you're in the doctor's environment, you know you're still spiritually nurturing yourself. Uh, the the medical team overhears, I guess, off of your speaker of your phone this prayer line that you're on, and then they ask you to to keep them in your in their in your prayers and pray for them. Let's talk a little bit about this. This is very powerful to me.
2: Well, okay. For the last eight years, I have been part of Dr. Cassandra Scott International Prayer Ministry. So every morning from 5.50 to probably like 7, 7.30, I listen to the prayer line. So we have prayer, then we have word of the day, and then they come up and um, someone may comment about the message. So I was sitting in the and the doctor's office with it on speaker because I'm waiting for the doctor's office to open.
1: We all know how that goes, sitting there waiting, yeah.
2: So while I was waiting, I was listening to um, the prayer line that morning. And I was amazed that the staff was paying attention as they was walking past. You know, it was an honor for them to ask me to keep them in my prayers. So I was excited about that.
1: And, and it goes on to say, in a little bit further along, uh, I requested to pray for my doctor and the staff. The doctor staff entered the room with us. We all held hands before I led the prayer. And and what's, here's why I, I I this jumped off and and, and got my attention, because I also did another show talking about uh, how to engage your medical doctor about your spiritual needs. So, for those of you who are listening, you can go and archive that show. Uh, it's a wonderful show that because I do once a month uh, just a sidebar conversation where I'm doing all of the talking about a specific topic on on this platform. And what I learned through looking at some research online is that there are more and more doctors and medical uh, oriented people today who are very open to the idea of spirituality mm-hmm. being part of their uh, you know their overall mission of of uh being good medical practitioners and and including doctors and that many doctors surprisingly would be very open to possibly praying with their patients if they are asked to do so or to think about you know how did they how would they feel about your spiritual needs being met from a medical care perspective because for me my goal and my mission let me make it clear Uh, The Lord made it very clear to me several years ago, over 28 years ago, that I want you to help merge the worlds of medicine and science and spirituality and faith so that they can work together and not fight against each other. Because historically— The worlds of medicine and science didn't really have a lot to do with the world of faith and spirituality and vice versa. 25 years ago, many people of faith were afraid to go to their doctors. They didn't want to listen to their doctors. They didn't trust their doctors. They didn't believe in their doctors. So uh, with that, to hear this and to read this out of your book is an amazing thing to me, that while you're sitting in the medical office— Waiting. You know, you're sitting here. The medical team is asking you to remember them in your prayers. And then you're now able, according to this, uh, you requested to pray with your doctor and staff. And uh, you guys all held hands and did that. What kind of experience was that? That must have been wonderful to do.
2: It was wonderful. So me and my doctor, I went. uh, My doctor practice was a Christian um, Christian practice. And so me and my doctor will always have prayer whenever I would come in for my appointment. So one day she made the statement, when we didn't pray, she thought I was mad at her. I am like, you mad at you? I just struggle like you are now, right? And so she always stated, she always stated that I want you to pray with my staff. Wow. One day, I was like, okay. So this was the day. I'm, I made the statement um, when I received the news. My response was, "There must be an anointing. God must anointing, which means God will will be using me. Yes. That God will use me yes. in the world through this experience."
1: Wow. That is, so I was
2: on fire. <laughs> you know, when she told me that, I was like, we're going to pray
1: today. Yeah, we're going to make it happen right <laughs> now,
2: now. Come on in here. Okay. Right. Right. Wow. So that's how it happened. I was like, okay, this is the day we're going to pray. Call them in. <laughs> so she called them in, and we held hands and we prayed because I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So everybody was just moved by that experience that day.
1: Okay. Another excerpt that I I wanted to ask you about, it was dated, uh, I think, Friday, July 29th, 2016, it says continues. Then I met with my supervisor, and you alluded to this in your uh, first interview that we did. Then I met with my (laughs) supervisor and shared the news with her. I'm assuming your cancer news. We discussed uh, certain things Mm -hmm. about your leave and sick time and et cetera. And it was amazing as I was thinking about whether or not to share the news with my children My boss advocated for them. Therefore, I decided to tell them after I picked up my son from school. uh, On your lunch break, I attempted to contact a roommate, my pastor and his wife. I left them all messages notifying them that I had been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, We briefly talked and arranged to speak to a cancer survivor that afternoon. Uh, Let's talk about, because this is an important topic. I've done a show about it, about when, where, and who, and how much cancer information should one share when they are diagnosed that's you're speaking directly to this let's talk about this a little bit because obviously you had to give some thought to and you considered who do you tell when do you tell them why why was that important from your perspective that you needed to be strategic and think about when where and who you should tell about your cancer
2: i'm very fortunate to have a very close-knit family um and at that time my children was young adults, except my youngest son, he was still a teenager. And, and I wanted to I thought about if I was in their shoes. Yeah. And if they didn't tell me, I would be very
1: upset. Right. <laughs> right.
2: <Yeah>. So after <laughs> talking to my supervisor, it was a um it was the only decision for me to make. And so once I made the decision, I thought about how and when because I had a son. I had two children at college.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: My f- baby boy was with his father. My other son and his family, they was new. It was scattered. So it's like, I need to bring the the, baby, the flock in.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, I got
1: a circle and of wagons. I, yeah.
2: Yes. And I was very strategic in how I wanted to share. So once I told my children, I told my siblings, after I told my siblings, and God, I felt like God was all in it mm-hmm. because I wanted to share the extended family. Cause mm-hmm. I told my immediate family, mm-hmm. and I'm telling my siblings, and we had it was my grandmother's birthday, yep. and we was all at my mom's house.
1: Yep, you got it, you, writ that. And you I wrote was that, sitting there, yeah, you wrote that.
2: You wrote that and I was contemplating, I had not planned to tell everybody. I was sitting there in my seat thinking about it, and as I was pondering. If I should share with the extended family, right. aunties and cousins, my mother walked up to me and said, say, my mother walked up to me, looked me in my eyes and said, are you going to tell them?'" Wow. Wow. And It was so beautiful how God, how everything played out because
1: we didn't take away from
2: the celebration of my grandmother's birthday.
1: Right. You waited until she left. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it was just amazing how they rallied around me. They hugged me. We had prayer. Um, it was a blessing to have a supportive family, yep. and I really didn't know how blessed I was
1: until
2: staff until told me how blessed I was. Wow.
1: wow! Another excerpt that, that speaks to this about you having a conversation with your brother. You met with your brother, says, to announce the breast cancer diagnosis, and I want to tap into this component Uh, As I explained the information to him, I began to cry. This was the first time I had cried since my doctor told me I had cancer. After telling my brothers, the eldest brother stated, I knew it. And then uh, further down, just so I can condense this, on Monday, August 1st, 2016, says, not in denial. I sat up in my bed and said to myself, I am not in denial. I know I have cancer. But yet I believe God for his will to be done. I began to praise God for who he is, decided that God's goodness was not predicated on the outcome of this situation, that God was good in spite of my diagnosis. Two things I hear here. Number one, I've talked about both of them on the show. I'm so glad you wrote about it, is that you needed to have and be given permission to have a human moment to express your emotions I tell people all the time, do not, particularly Christians, because we're the worst at this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, don't cry. Don't be angry. Don't be upset. You know, just stay positive. There are times that we need to process our our human emotion. I remember the uh, the afternoon after my surgery of my colon cancer. I came to, I woke up. I could not explain it to you to this day. I looked at my wife. She looked at me, and I literally just started weeping. And she came and she hugged me, and I don't know if I was happy, I don't know if I was sad, I don't know what I was, but I was simply having a human emotional moment, and she simply allowed me. Now let's imagine this big grown man. I'm six foot four, 260 pounds. You know, I'm ex athlete, and I'm sitting here weeping like a baby in my wife's arms. This little five foot one, you know, little short thing, and and i just had a human moment you said that you know you you started to cry and i think it's important to talk about this let's talk about a little bit about having some emotional moments where every day wasn't super positive everything's great blah, blah 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 you know you had a moment and it was okay to have a moment and and let's talk about that
0: a little bit
2: during this process i really became aware of the present moment mm-hmm. I lived my life so much in the past and in the future that I didn't enjoy the present. Yeah, yeah. So, this here was one of the seasons in my life that I learned to be present, to really become one with what am I feeling? Mm
1: -hmm. Important.
2: To be in touch with my emotions because, yes, I'm a Christian. But be, I, I was born a human being. Before Absolutely. I accept, I know nothing about accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. I had a whole lot of life experience before I came into the knowledge <laughs> of accepting Him,
1: of the saving grace. <laughs>
2: right. So, um, and later I know we're going to talk about the workbook. So, I worked with a young lady named Lauren, and she taught us reflective practice as part of our plan working with young teens. Okay. And I took that practice and applied it to my everyday life until now. Good, good. That I pause, reflect. Yes. What happened? How do I feel? What I what could I do differently? To the point my son said to me about a month ago, "Mom, I do not want to feel like I'm in a counseling
1: session." <laughs>
2: <laughs> then I'm talking to you i'm like okay 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 so
1: yeah well good well you you made reference to your workbook let's transition very quickly we have a few minutes left let's talk a little bit about your workbook what is the workbook designed to do because after each chapter in your actual book you have some areas where people can write about reflections of the day or what happened or what have you what is the purpose and the design for the workbook that accompanies your other book
2: the workbook provide them with the workbook, give them an opportunity to go deeper into their thoughts and reflecting on their experience.
1: Okay. Yeah. Everything that we just so, talked about basically. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yes. So it has sections where they can um, share more in depth because I didn't have that much space in my book. Right. So I had to make a decision if I was my first book was gonna be a workbook or a book, the publishing company, like what what decision are you gonna make? So I made the first book my story. Yep. My workbook is giving them an opportunity to process their story. Okay. I talked about the reflective practice earlier yes. in a conversation, so it's giving them to reflect an opportunity. It's providing the opportunity for them to ref the readers. It's providing the readers with an opportunity to reflect on their experience. And in that process, they also may obtain some healing that they didn't realize that they yet needed.
1: Yeah, That's great. Well, listen, I encourage everyone, um, you know, and I've, I've had a lot of people on the show who have written books and started foundations, but I only endorse, you know, Items that I really think are valuable and practical, and I believe that this is one of them. So uh, Yolanda has written a book. Yolanda Perry, as the author, has written the book, Save the Girls, spelled with a Z. Uh, Cancer became a victim of my praise. She has written a book that tells her story, and we've heard portions of that and a workbook for individuals to go deeper into their own reflections with regard to uh, their journey or experience with cancer. Save the girls. Cancer became a victim of my praise. And you can go to save the girls with a Z.com. And that's uh, her website. We'll also have this information in the show notes so that you can uh, see that in writing as well. And also please go and get her app off of, um, Uh, Google or Apple, uh, is there a particular name for the app, dear? Save the Girls. Okay, so Save the Girls app makes perfectly good sense. So everything, uh, there's a brand a continuation there, Save the Girls app. Uh, you can find that on any of your app stores, download it, that you can kind of join into this community that she's developed, Zoom sessions, stream live streams, etc. Just so much here, so much wealth of, of resources to encourage the faith community. I would like to tell you thank you, my dear, for your time. Thank you for your labor of love. But thank you for fighting the good fight of faith and and sticking around on planet Earth to say that cancer, uh, in most cases, is beatable, it is treatable, and it is survivable. And you are one of those people who have done that to tell that story. I'm grateful. Uh, I'm here to support you in any way that I can. And let's circle back maybe four or five months from now and let's see how things are going. But we want people to get your book, get your workbook, or get your app. And that is Yolanda Perry. Save the dot com and you can help support this and become part of this growing community. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, sweetie, and may God continue to bless you and your family and everything that you do. Thank you for being a health, hope and inspiration.
2: Thank you. And you're welcome. All
1: right. Bye bye.
0: And that app, Save the Girls, I looked up at Apple. It's also available at Google Play. It looks very cool. So we recommend that to you. And we're excited to announce that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide Meditations have teamed up to make a premium subscription of Abide's mobile app free to the HHI community. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day. Rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Here's what you do. Text HHI. To 22433 for a free subscription. You can quiet your mind, relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. Once again, the letters HHI to 22433, and we believe you will be blessed and encouraged. Well, we were blessed and encouraged by that guest, Yolanda, who was with us about a month ago here on the podcast, Percy, and we brought her back for the second part of your conversation recorded at that time. But uh, she decided to write her story to help other people. He did, and she said it
1: became, it has become her purpose as a result of going through this battle and this journey. And in doing so, you know, she basically wrote it in a in a journal format. You know, she was encouraged by. Uh, those that were supporting her to you know take her story and write it down and she did just that and it's uh just wonderful uh insights of her path uh while pursuing her health and her recovery from cancer.
0: Yeah, as I listened I was thinking boy she's making the most of this uh situation which is not a happy situation to have cancer but she certainly has made the most of the opportunity to to uh, use it for God's glory, hasn't she?
1: Well, just like so many of the people that we've interviewed and you and I have talked about this uh f- um on many occasions It is amazing how so many cancer patients take their journey and their experience and then, you know, turn it around for a purpose, a godly purpose. And she feels uh, that she's now here to help motivate, inspire, educate. And that's one of the purposes of her app. And we encourage people to please go and access that. It has all type of interactive, uh, community engaged uh, dynamics around the subject of cancer and information and so on and so forth. But she feels very blessed and very fortunate, and so she wants to give back, and that is exactly what she is doing uh, with this. You know, some amazing stories that was written in the book, uh, as well as—and she has a workbook as well. Uh, but one of the things that stands out for me that I I was so blessed to hear was the occasion when she was sitting in her doctor's office waiting to be seen, yeah. and she was on her phone uh, in a prayer group and the staff there overheard uh, the prayer group and asked her, would she be willing to pray with them and for them? And how amazing is this to sit in a doctor's office and have a, a medical team ask you to pray for them? I thought that was amazing.
0: It's excellent. It's not nice to eavesdrop unless it uh, has that kind of good purpose to it. So that, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that, that absolutely is true. Yeah. And but then that turned into her and her doctor praying on a regular basis when she visited as well. So talk about medicine. And faith combining together to work as we, you and I, have talked about on this platform so many times—a happy
0: and good marriage, to yeah. say the least. Scripture teaches to be ready in season and out of season. I mean, you know that as a preacher. So, uh, you know, she wasn't preaching, but she was praying. She was ready.
1: Yeah, and amazingly, she, you, her cancer gave her opportunity to pray with for. Uh, people in the medical community, and I was just excited to hear that. That was wonderful news. Yeah, and
0: aren't you encouraged to see other uh, cancer patients and people who have been on a cancer journey reach out and help other people?
1: Well, at the end of the day, as we've talked about, you know, and I've, I've preached this and I've discussed this in seminars that I've conducted, you know, I've encouraged cancer patients, don't waste your cancer experience on just getting well. And I know on the surface it sounds a little, you know, crass, but at the end of the day, there's there's more to this experience that when people come out and on the other side, that it can be a blessing for so many people behind them. And that's exactly what has been motivating, uh, you know, Yolanda in this particular case. And so she's doing a phenomenal job.
0: Yeah. And her efforts to network so that people uh, can get in contact with each other and encourage each other. That's an important part of what she's doing.
1: Well, because we know that there's still on some levels a cone of silence around the subject and topic of cancer with people with cancer in the cancer community. And just like so many other things now in the public square today, that conversation is being opened up where we're talking openly about this and encouraging others uh, to become part of a community and a network and to discuss the dynamics with their cancer and their experience, and talk with other people. It's just a great thing to do so we can just lower that wall of silence.
0: Yeah. Well, the resources she mentioned today, we can put links to those in our program notes, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. That'll be part of the notes. Among uh, some other things, how you can reach,
1: uh, get our book, uh, how you can get our workbook, and et cetera, we'll all have that at Save the
0: Girls. And that's spelled with a Z uh-huh. dot com. All Right. And our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com if you need all that information in one place. Uh, also at our website is our featured resource, Cancer Symptoms and Causes. You want to say a word about this and how to put it to use? Yeah, this is one of our original resources that we developed when we started
1: the show. And it really just is kind of educational to give people some basic facts around the topic of cancer and things to be mindful of and things to be uh, to look for. Uh, In terms of uh, being, you know, conscious and aware, you know, like, for example, when women uh, talk about, particularly from a breast cancer perspective, doing your own self examinations and and different things that, you know, so that you're not blindsided, uh, as was the case for me, as an example, when I when I had some digestive issues because of being part of this community, I, I, I really realized there's something not right here. And so I went to a G.I., you know and and then sure enough found out that I had you know colon cancer so again we want people to have some things top of mind and that's what this resource will do to kind of give you a sense of consciousness and awareness around possible symptoms and then of course causes of cancer so that you can get in front of that conversation and not be behind that because the earlier we can detect and be aware about cancer the greater opportunity for survival and treatment, obviously.
0: Well, thanks for putting that together. But it is available, free of charge, of course, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look for cancer symptoms and causes. Well, before we finish, let's return to our friend Habakkuk. Uh, now that we've heard from Yolanda, I'd love to hear the scripture in the context of our, of our topic today.
1: Well, of course, what, what are we talking about today? We're talking about a young lady who basically told her story in a written format and wrote that down to give to others and has created a platform. And so our scripture then really makes a lot of sense. Habakkuk uh, chapter two, verse two, basically says this, write down the revelation or in one translation, write down the vision Mm -hmm. and make it plain on tablets. That's what she did. She wrote her story in in a written format. She's created an electronic platform with an app. She took her experience, her revelation, her insights, and wrote it down and made it plain for people so that uh, they may run with it. And so today, uh, take those words of wisdom, those pearls uh, from her and use them and, and allow that to kind of help you Who, if you are sitting in a scenario where you're dealing with the issues of cancer. Uh, and hopefully, you know, there'll be some things there that you can glean and you can basically use to your uh, benefit today. Write down the revelation, make it plain on tablet, so that you can run with it. Thank God for that wisdom and that word for the day.
0: Person McCray, Director of Underserved Communities, including Faith Communities at City of Hope, and my friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you, my friend. And remember, we've got work to do, so while you're writing
1: down your vision and making it plain, remember to keep chopping the wood. And thank you
0: very much for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at Health